Hi, everybody, and welcome to Observing with Webb for December of 2020, where a high school astronomy teacher tells you what you're looking at, why it's so cool, and what you should check out later this month at night. December is conjunction month. We've been waiting for this all year. Uh, if there's nothing else that you do this month, mark your calendar for the 21st, get your warm clothes set aside, and get ready for a very, very rare conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn. Again, that's on the 21st. More details to come in the planet section. But if you do more than just the uh, conjunction there, or more than just that one thing, we also have another meteor shower this month and some good close encounters between the moon and the planets. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the planets, then I'm going to go through the events and then talk about some constellations that you can see. Uh, don't forget, you can watch a video of this on YouTube. Uh, the podcast is on Podbean, Stitcher and iTunes, and we'll do social media later. So why don't we just get started with the planets? So the two planets that we need to talk about first are Saturn and Jupiter. One, because they're at sunset, and two, because they're getting very close to each other this month. So Jupiter and Saturn are going to bow out for the rest of the year, or for a while, actually, a couple months, with this nice finale. So by the end of the month, these two will set just after sunset. But until then, what you want to look, what you want to do is look southwest after sunset, uh, but before 8 p.m., and find the two really bright points of light that are fairly close together. It should be pretty easy to find. Uh, Jupiter will be the brighter one, uh, and keep watching day after day because they'll keep getting closer and closer every single day until the 21st. On the 21st, the winter solstice, these two planets will be within one-tenth of one degree apart. In fact, I'm going to read you a little more about the 21st here because this happens only every, you know, couple hundred years, depending on what your conditions are set for. But uh, Saturn and Jupiter will be within one tenth of one degree. That means if you put your pinky out at arm's length, they will be one tenth of the width of your pinky apart. This is the event of the month, perhaps even the year. Um, but and they will be close to each other for most of the month. So even if you don't see it on the day, okay, it'll still be cool. But the day of, let's hope it's not cloudy. So how do you actually see this conjunction on the 21st? Well, the first thing you want to do is get dressed very warmly. You lose heat very quickly out there. You don't realize how quickly. And then make sure you head out after sunset, which is at 442, okay? At least for me in Pennsylvania. Okay, then just look southwest where the sun just set and Jupiter and Saturn should appear fairly quickly as the first two objects you see in the night sky just 15 degrees above the horizon. That's about one and a half fist widths held at arm's length. Now, the pair of planets does set before 7 p.m. So you really only get maybe an hour and a half of viewing time, depending on how flat your horizon is and what the pollution is in the sky and all that sort of thing. But a 
it's still an hour and a half. So my suggestion would be to make sure you have a spot planned out for where you're going to see this. I have a development that's being built behind uh, my house, and so I've got a nice view over some farms. I mean, unless they build the houses in the next three weeks, which I don't think is going to happen. So make sure you go out, check that out. Definitely bring binoculars. Um, because you can see Saturn's rings and Jupiter's planets and bands um, right there, both in the same view, which is quite remarkable. Um, and also, if you have a telescope, that's pretty cool because you're going to be able to see two planets in the same eyepiece, which is very, very rare. All right. Anyway, that is Saturn and Jupiter. Uh, basically, just look southwest after sunset. You'll see the two. Make sure you go out on the 21st. But there is another planet that's still in the sky, and that is Mars. Now, Mars is going to be in the southeast after sunset, and you're looking for the non-twinkling reddish-orange dot. And uh, it's going to be much brighter than everything around it, and it sets around 2 or 3 a.m. in the west. That is Mars. It looks really nice. It's actually quite brighter than everything else around it and then the other planet we can see is visible in the morning and that would be venus uh, it rises in the east after 5 a.m on december 1st and after 6 a.m on the 31st so it'll be lower in the sky uh, each morning uh, it'll be bright it'll be brilliant it'll be gorgeous um, i saw it this morning with the sunrise coming up you can still see it when it's orange um toward the ground and uh, blue in the sky, uh, but get your looks in now because on December 1st and after 6 a.m., I'm sorry, uh, because it's getting closer and closer every day, and so in January it really dives down and you won't be able to see it until the summer of 2021. So uh, Venus, get your looks in right now. Uh, Mercury is not really visible this month, don't worry about it. So, to recap, Venus in the mornings, Mars up high throughout the night, and Saturn and Jupiter off in the west, or southwest, around sunset. So what other stuff do we have going on uh, this month? Well... Um, the let's just talk quickly about the moons. The new moon will be on the 14th. That means that before the 14th, you'll have the last quarter moon on the 7th. And then the morning crescents will be between the 7th and the 14th. The 14th is a new moon, which is good for the Geminids. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then after the 14th, we'll have the evening crescents for about a week until the first quarter moon on the 21st. And then the evening gibbous after that, and the full moon on the 30th. So if you want to see some nice crescents, 14th to the 21st. If you like the full moon, go out on the 30th. Otherwise, you got to get up in the morning. So, um, so what's going to happen with the moon and the planets? Well, the first close encounter is on December 12th. And that is between the moon and Venus. So you're going to have to get up in the morning. And get up early on Saturday morning, the 12th. Make sure you have a nice view of the southeastern horizon. Anywhere between 5.30 and 7 o'clock in the morning. 
Now, Venus and the moon should be easy to spot since Venus will be super duper bright and the moon is a beautiful thin crescent. This is great for you astrophotographers, uh, people who have cameras that are just starting to figure out how to use them. This is a great target for that. Okay, so moon and Venus on the 12th. The next day or the next night, depending on how you look at it, on the night of the 13th, morning of the 14th, is the peak of the Geminid meteor shower. Now, this is a very good year for the Geminids. We have no moon in the sky. We have the peak occurring during the evening hours on Sunday the 13th. So you really got to get out there and take advantage of this because the number of possible meteors, possible, this means you have dark skies and you get there during the peak, is 150 meteors per minute. That's a lot. That's more than two per... Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I made that wrong. 150 meteors per hour. Oh, boy. That would... 150 per minute would be just... That would be amazing. This is close... Uh, this is more than two per minute. So 150 meteors per hour, two per minute. Okay? But if you're going to do this, you have to be well prepared. Now, first off, you're looking at the peak is the night of December 13th. And the best time is actually 2 a.m. But, you know, just get out there whenever you can get out there. Um, also, make sure you devote at least 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes to let your eyes get dark adapted. If you don't do that, you're not going to see as many meteors. Plus, they kind of come in chunks sometimes. So if you if you just go out there for a minute or two, you're likely to be in an unproductive chunk. So what you want to do is get out there for 20 minutes and just look. Let your eyes dark adapt at least for 20 minutes. Um, if it were me, I would devote at least an hour or about an hour to be out there. Make sure that you bundle up. Okay. You got to go to a dark area. You got to get away from the lights. You got to get a comfy chair, maybe a pool floaty or something to lie down on. Anything that insulates you and separates you from the ground. My personal favorite is the hammock. You might be saying, but wait, it's December. Agreed. Bundle up, bundle up, bundle up. More layers, the better. Okay. Don't be sweating, but wear more layers than you think. I think I'm going to go out in my sleeping bag and sit in the hammock. Now, where do, where do you look? Look at the whole sky. But note that Gemini is where the radiant is. That's where the meteors will appear to be coming from. And Gemini will be in the east after sunset and in the south after midnight. That's why the peak is there, because it's highest in the sky. And then it'll be in the west in the morning. Also, I advise you to check the weather to make sure that the skies will be clear. Don't forget to bundle up. Make sure you adapt your eyes and make sure you bundle up. And if you're feeling extra nerdy, you can do a scientific meteor count by looking at the International Meteor Organization. All right. So, Geminid meteor shower, night of the 13th. Then, a week later, conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. Um, again, closest they're really ever going to be in our lifetime, most likely. That is also the winter solstice, the longest night and the shortest day of the year for the Northern Hemisphere. 
And then on the 23rd, you've got the last event for the month, which is the moon and Mars having a nice close encounter. Just get out after sunset, but before 2 a.m., and you'll find the waxing gibbous moon in the southeast with red, ruddy Mars close and bright, just about five degrees above it. Are there patterns in our skies? Are patterns only in our eyes? Or is it a constellation? Just a constellation. Lastly, let's talk about some constellations. Now, again, this is an audio medium, so if you'd like a video, Go to my YouTube page, Mr. Webb PV, M-R-W-E-B-B-P-V. So after dinner, you are looking at uh, Cassiopeia, Andromeda, and Perseus. And if you're looking pretty much straight up after dinner, you'll be able to see Andromeda curving off of one corner of Pegasus. If your skies are decently dark, you might catch the faint fuzz of the Andromeda galaxy up there. And Cassiopeia, I think that's one of the easiest ones to find up there. It's the W in the sky. and But now it actually looks more like a 3, just because of the angle of the W. Kind of like spinning an M&M. But basically, the right angle of Cassiopeia points right to Andromeda and her galaxy. And then Perseus is the other cornucopia-shaped constellation. But it's opposite of Andromeda with its curves emptying out towards the Pleiades, which are rising up. Now, if let's say you go out a bit later, like before bed, 10, 11, 12, if you're looking straight up, you should be able to find Taurus and the Pleiades. These are great. All you have to do is look almost straight up, but down toward the south a little bit, and you'll find a lovely cluster of stars known as the Pleiades, the Seven Sisters, Subaru, or the Mini Mini Dipper. You can easily find five or six of them with the unaided eye, perhaps a seventh, depending on the light pollution in your eyes. And so you go from the Pleiades and you go about five degrees to the left. That's about three fingers held at, held at arm's length. And that is the V constellation of Taurus the bull. You should be able to see about five stars making up the V, and you can even extend that about three times further up for horns of the bull. And now bright red Aldebaran is its brightest star, and that's one eye of the bull. Oh, and if you follow a line connecting these two from the Pleiades to Taurus, if you keep following that line about 10 degrees, about a fist width, you'll be able to find Orion, the hunter. Now, let's say you've gone to bed, you wake up, you're taking out the trash or taking your puppy for a walk. Um, if you look up in the sky, south, about halfway up the sky, you'll be able to find the backward question mark and right triangle. That is Leo the Lion. All right, so that is it for the month of December. Don't forget that... Uh, You've got a couple things going on. You've got the four, the 13th is the Gemini meteor shower. The 21st is the conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. Um, and, of course, you've got Mars and Venus up there as well. Uh, it's going to be a good month. Remember to schedule some time for yourself to get out there. Otherwise, with the holidays, you won't be able to do it. At least, that's what I tell myself. 
So uh, with that, um, I'd like to wish you all very clear dark skies and happy holidays for December of 2020.